another week. Another talking dirty. Ow, ow. Oh, zing. This week for you in the NFL, we break down the later rounds of the draft, a couple of offseason moves, and then we take it over to NBA with uh, the playoffs, especially featuring Ryan and I's series, the Knicks and the Heat, Heat and Knicks, however you want to phrase it. <laughs> then uh, we take it over to pop culture. We break down some of the new movie trailers, some of the new announcements for TV, and of course, wrapping it all up with your jams of the week. Ryan, how about a word from our sponsor? Ken's Brothers Paying, 412-784-1577, 412-784-1577. No, one more time, 412-784-1577. Again. 412-784-1577. Um, give them a call if you need a paint job today. All right, let's get into it. Again. 412-784-1577. <laughs> All right. <laughs> get into it ryan how you doing today awful terrible dude Tell i went why. i went to so i go to the same place to get my oil change every single time they're cheap they're a small business i always try to help them out i never have an issue i went today and when i was leaving work i had to cross mcknight so it was a little trafficy, so i couldn't really listen i didn't get there in the quickest possible time I, like i could get there but i got there at 5 35 no one else was there. They're open. They had people there, but no other customers were there. I was the only customer. And okay. I said, I need an oil change for my Volkswagen. And he said, uh, it's too late in the day to do that. Sorry, no. And I said, well, what time I have to be here to like get it done? He said, 5.30. I was five minutes past the time he said no more by people for this. And there's no one else there. I, I probably could have took like two seconds to do mine. And you've been like a longtime customer. And I'm a longtime customer. I recommend them. <laughs> and, and, and yeah. And so, like, that, that sucks. They're a small business. I was like, oh, there's no one else there. Like, why couldn't they just be like, oh, you're five minutes off. Oh, fuck it. We'll do it. Even if I wasn't a longtime customer, that just like, seems like a normal thing. Yeah. I mean, I can see I if I was, like, that. I feel your customer. side. But I feel like maybe he had shit going on that night. Dude, there's like, and he was like, I got to close up shop early. Nobody showed like, up at 530. He was like, we're good. I could see if it's like five fifty. It's like I come ten minutes ago, yeah. But I was I was five minutes past like the last cutoff time, and there's no one else in front of me in line. There's no one else there. They weren't doing anything. There's four of them just chilling. I don't know. I mean, I feel your side. I'd be pissed too. But I'm just I'm just saying, if I was the guy doing the oil change, I'd probably be like, all right, it's five thirty. We're good. I gotta get out of here. And then you roll in five minutes after that when he's like, all right, closing mode. Ooh. Well, then turn, then turn the light off. Turn the open sign off. Yeah, that's true. If you're going to close up early, then just turn close up early. That's fair. Don't be, that does, don't that does fall on him at that point. Don't remain open and just doing nothing. Like, they were literally sitting down doing nothing when I walked in. How many people were there? Like, three or four. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, you, you're good. You're good. Was like the person that was, the, like, one guy. There's, like, the person behind the desk, and there's usually two to three guys in the garage, and I saw at least two of them. So I'm assuming there's a third one there. So if not, there's three people. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, that's still enough. Yeah. I felt betrayed. 
An oil well, change doesn't it, take that long. It's, it, it literally would probably take 20 minutes. Tops. Yeah. It takes longer it's, to drain it, depending on how like tight the bolt is. Yeah. Yeah, right. man stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah. But everything else is good. I got a house. That's cool. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, that's dope. It's lit. <laughs> what, what's your address? Like, full address? No. <laughs> no. Give the people what they want. People start mailing me in stuff. I, <laughs> I'd give it out, but no. They're just going to. All right. They're going like, to sign me up for some weird like magazines. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that to people. I'd, that'd, be I'd a never... good, that'd be a good prank. So, all right, story time. Well, first of all, I have to ask you how you're doing, but I want to do story time real quick. Okay. Me and Meter, a guy who comes on the pod a lot, a friend, my friend Meter, um, in high school, there was like a two-month period where we just like sign each other up for stuff. So, like, I signed him up to get a newsletter from like Triangle Tech first. It was like it was like they're giving away like a free sticker or something at like some kind of like convention or something, and so I put meters information down. No, the first thing was when I, LA Fitness. When I was at LA Fitness. They asked me if I wouldn't wanted to give anyone's like email to try to get a membership. And so I was always like meter. Gave, I always gave meter. I I just always gave meters info. I was like memorize his number, and anytime I had to sign up for something like that for LA Fitness, I put Brett Meter, put his phone number, and he said he would get like harassed by LA Fitness employees to come join. And he's just like, <laughs> so he hated me for that. So then he signed me up for, oh he he signed me he gave my name to an army enlister. Oh, like an army that's tough. Oh. Yeah. And then I get, I think I signed up for like uh, some trade school, I think Triangle Tech or something like that. And then it just went back and forth for a couple months. I, I really want to do that again. I, I, I hope he doesn't listen. He listens sometimes. I'm hoping he's not listening right now because I, he might be. I might just start doing it to him again. <laughs> Bring like, it. like, that'd be so funny. Oh man. Right, well, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I went on a bar crawl the other day in Dormont. Dude, there, there's this one new bar. I guess it was new, but, but it was like it seemed like I was uh, like going into a political building or something. It was like a brand new bar, and it was like in this like old political building, place of like you know, going and voting or something like that. Court ass. Or something. Yeah, it was very weird. So like I go in, it's like one of those janky like IPA bars. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I go in, and they have this big bar like extending all the way from like the front of the operation all the way to like back wrapping around the like little pillar in the middle mm-hmm. so i'm like all right well let's just go like there's clear openings in the back of the bar so i was like all right let's go ch- chill there um but they're like no you got to order here pick it up here and then go back and i was like that's, why because like you have a whole bar for you know doing as bars do giving you drinks wherever you're at the bar yeah and it's like a bar crawl, so like you know they have the staff. You know, it's not like a short night or something. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. It's just very. It was a very weird process to me. That's weird. <laughs> That's annoying. I not like that, but I've been to a place where you have to like order and pay for everything, like separate transactions at the table. They bring it uh-huh. over to you. Yeah, that's annoying. But the the bar thing, that's ridiculous. Yeah, and then I tried that uh, Turner's ICT. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, it was it's one so of those bad. beers where we're all like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I so I feel like I've seen nothing but like great things about it. 
Mm-hmm. But like, I think that's just the inter propaganda because I had yeah. it when I was golfing last weekend and it was bad. It was like the more I drank, the better it got. But like that could also be because I'm getting drunk. Yeah. But like the very first one, I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. It's like too much icy light flavor. Yeah. I mean, so I do have a lot of friends who do think it's good and they just mm-hmm. kind of point out like I don't like iced tea. So, I mean, I'm I, that's I'm kind of already on a losing battle there because I don't like iced tea. Mm-hmm. And, but like I for me, it's just like a really bad mixture of iced tea and beer that just doesn't taste. Yeah, I get that. I do not not a fan. Yeah. What sucked is like I went to like two different places looking for it. <laughs> so you were seeking it out. and You were under- I was. Yeah, because I don't drink much. And I've seen this like on the like, yeah, Facebook ads and all that bullshit. I'm like, I got to try because I'm drinking tonight. Like, I don't know if it'll be available in a month or whatever. So I went to like a it was like this big like beer Costco because I was out by uh, my old uh, stomping grounds and they were like, oh, we're fresh out. We'll be we'll have something next week. I was like, fuck, OK, which kind of like further emphasize like how good of a seller it is. You know what I mean? Because they were fresh out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So then I saw I saw it at Shop and Save the one day. So I went to Shop and Save and they had it. I was like, all right, cool. But it sucks because I made the extra effort to get it. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't deliver, really. Yeah, no, that sucks. I, I just lucked into it. I just was at a golf course that had it. Mm-hmm. I'll be tossing two of them in, or two of them in my six-pack. This is what Turner's gets for rejecting our yeah. sponsorship offers. Yeah, that's a that's like a, some story people don't even know. Like, <laughs> Turner's T, like, Twitter account, like, subtweeted me before. <laughs> like, like, there is beef. We, I... I I, hey, I haven't, had, I haven't bought a Turner since. Because <laughs> I never bought one in the first place. All right. Let's get into it. NFL leading off here. Uh, we had the NFL draft. It's completed. It's all done. Teams got their picks in. And uh, we were watching the first round whenever we were recording last week. So I'm just skipping a lot of that bullshit. And just going to the notable stuff from the late rounds. First up, uh, Toledo defensive lineman uh, Deshaun Johnson was selected last by the Rams to end the draft, making him 2023's Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, I. I mean, Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, the Rams also throughout the course of the late rounds of the draft selected Georgia quarterback Stenson Bennett at number 128 in the fourth round. Loki, I love this move. I think give him a couple of years under Stafford, and if he's gonna be good, like that's probably the best situation for him to get good. Yeah, I, I mean, the man's older than Lamar Jackson. Eh. So you don't really you give him a couple years behind Stafford. He's thirty. I didn't realize he was that old, to be honest yeah, with dude, you. He's like twenty. I just assume everybody coming out of college is like, tw- like twenty one something. Stenson Bennett. See, I didn't realize, like, when that, that whole Brandon Whedon thing happened, that blew my mind. I was like, how did he even play? Yeah. So he is, he will be 26 during the season next year. Oh, uh, that is tough. Yeah. He's 25. <laughs> he's born in 97. I was born in 96. So he was born, like, a year, oh, a year after me. Well, it'll be interesting, at least. I don't know. Stafford yeah. gets hurt a lot, so he can he can actually get some play time. I think I think Stetson Bennett will be a good career backup. Career backup? That's fair. That's fair. He'll be a Chad Henney. He'll be a uh, with Bruce Gradkowski. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. 
Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Um, then the other, probably the biggest thing from the late rounds of the draft, uh, during, I think it was the fourth round on Saturday, the Lions made a trade with the Eagles mid-draft to kind of move some draft stock around. Uh, they traded running back DeAndre Swift to the Eagles just for like, I think that fourth round pick and some other snickle fritz that really didn't make any sense. But all in all, I mean, we were shitting on the Rams for making that draft pick of the running back from Alabama. Obviously, they had this kind of plan, so that's why they did it. Um, they're just lucky it went through because otherwise they'd be sitting with three running backs that you can yeah. start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last episode, like, we we absolutely, like, because we were recording while that pick happened. We're like, why are they mm-hmm. taking our running back? <laughs> like, it just didn't make sense to us. But, yeah, it makes sense now. Like, I that's the first thing I thought of, too. As soon as, as, soon as I saw the DeAndre Swift traded, I'm like, oh, me and Guy were shitting on that pick. <laughs> but now, now it makes sense. That's why, yeah. Um, for the Eagles side, though, I mean, they pretty much got him for next to nothing. And that's a solid running back to put in there on that offense. I think yeah. it's a very good move. The Eagles are definitely looking like a very good team still. Yeah. No, they needed a running back and instead of drafting one or uh, who's who were they? Oh, I heard people were trying. Didn't who were they trying to get before? Oh, Zeke. Like DeAndre was way better option than signing Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. uh, percent. The Lions they also went out and drafted in the second round Tennessee quarterback Kenan Hooker. I I low key love this move too. Mm-hmm. I That's mean, Hendon one. Hooker's another guy who's a little older, I think. Uh, not as old as Stetson Bennett, but mm-hmm. uh, I think he's like 24. Oh, he's, so he's he 25. Um, okay. Yeah, that could get that could get interesting too, because like Cause Jared I, Goff's obviously not a long term guy, and I think he's only on a one year deal right now. So mm-hmm. like, it's not bad if you think Hendon Hooker is going to be the guy in like a year or two. Yeah, so that's fine because Jared Goff is all you need right now to go on a run. But like if after he's gone, you don't have to like re-sign him. Then you mm-hmm. have Hendon Hooker right there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, after being projected top five overall, and not getting drafted on day one, the Titans traded up to select quarterback Will Levis at number thirty-three overall in the second round. Yeah. So he did not attend the draft the next day. He just like went home at that point. Uh, I don't blame him. I'd be kind of steaming too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, the Titans—that's a good situation for him at least. Like, you're not going in. I mean, it's a shitty team right now, but, like, I feel like it could be on the up eventually. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think. Uh, as long as, we'll De- as, long as is- Derrick Henry stays a little bit. I think he's. Well, Will Love is going to be good. Give me a lot better than Malik Willis, who we know didn't pan out early uh, in the few starts he got. Um, I and, and getting him in the second round is. That's lucky. Because a lot of people were thinking, like, the Titans were going to take him in the first round. Um, like I saw like the teams like the Titans or the Saints or who the Seahawks might not necessarily need one right away. They might go for him at some point. And if mm-hmm. no teams ever had to use a first round pick on him, that's a pretty good move by the Titans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was pretty much all I had for like the main news of the draft. Uh, I did want to do like overall draft reactions for a couple of our high talk teams. Uh, first up the Lurs, just looking at their whole draft roster from the, 2023 draft we got offensive tackle Broderick Jones in the first round cornerback Joey Porter Jr. in the second uh also in the second we got defensive lineman Keanu Becton Benton uh in the third round we got tight end Darnell Washington fourth round linebacker Nick Herbig 
defensive back Corey Trice Jr. in the seventh, as well as offensive lineman Spencer Anderson. That being said, the con artist talk going around. Uh, Omar Khan, the GM and the Steelers, and Mike Tomlin were having like a little powwow together. Uh, one of the interviews about the draft, and I don't know. I mean, I fuck with this first draft here. They definitely addressed all the needs we had, and I don't know. I mean, we'll see like what comes out of future years, but I liked it overall. Yeah, well, I mean, Khan's been killing it since since we, he really started. I mean, he had had a great free free agency this year, getting Peterson and kind mm-hmm. of like reinforcing that line. Um, and this is a great draft, so I'm high on him right now. I mean, the fact that we got Joey Porter Jr., who a lot of people thought we we're going to take with our first round pick in the second round, that yeah, that's like awesome. That was able to happen. Um, the trade with the Patriots, that was awesome to move up a little bit to get Broderick Jones because uh, we knew that the Jets were going to look good, look at him. We knew that the Commanders were going to look at him. Um, mm-hmm. So the fact that we were able to trade up and I heard someone say the Patriots, it's awesome about Belichick because he just basically did that to screw over the Jets. Like he didn't like get like we barely traded him anything. He just did it because they knew that their guy was still going to be there and this could fuck the Jets. So mm-hmm. that's that, that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. Man, Broderick Jones is going to be a beast, I think, too. Um, yeah, they all had their zoo day the other day where they all went to the zoo. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's that was kind of cool. Uh, uh, also, real quick, I want to add to Darnell Washington. I people are saying that's like the steal of the draft. I know at first, whenever I read that we drafted the tight end in the third round, I said, my head, we don't really need tight end because Moose young and he's been playing very well. Uh, but then I like started reading more about him and looking up highlights. He was like projected way higher, but he got hurt and mm. all his videos, all like the highlights I saw of him. He's like an insane athlete. So, and he's a great blocker too. So a lot of people will think that he's going to be like the biggest steal in this draft. And we got him in the third round, which is nice. Yeah, that'd be cool too. Running the two tight end system—that's not a bad idea either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we have two like, really good tight ends like mm-hmm. Darnell Washington and Fryermuth, then why not, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Um, um, the Jets I had next, just because I'm the resident Jets fan. Uh, in the first round, they got their edge, Will McDonald, the fourth. Uh, then center Joe Tipman in the second, Carter Warren from Pitt in the fourth, as well as running back Israel Abek. Abanaconda mm-hmm. in the fifth. Uh, and then they got linebackers Zaire Barnes in the sixth and defensive back Jared Bernard Converse in the sixth and tight end Zach Kuntz in the seventh. All time. <laughs> um, I just love the pit guys in that draft, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very questioning on the first pick, though, with the uh, Will McDonald, the fourth pick. We'll see how that pans out. But I don't know. It's a little bit questionable to me in the moment. Um, and then, you know, a lot of good adds to the line, especially with the pit guy and the running backs interesting, but I love them at pit. So it's always good to, you know, transfer that over to the NFL. Yeah. I, is he's awesome. I hope he, I hope he kills it. Mm-hmm. Then with the last one though, I had the Eagles figured we'd talk to the Eagles for all the Eagles fans out there. We, uh, they got defensive tackle Jalen Carter in the first, then linebacker Nolan Smith as well in the first offensive lineman, Tyler Steen in the second. And then safety, Sidney Brown in the third. Cornerback, Kelly Ringo in the fourth. And then quarter, court, quarterback, Tanner McKee in the sixth. Defensive tackle, Moro Ojomo in the seventh. Uh, I just had a big note there. Jalen Carter and all the other cast additions they made there. Just scary ads to an already stacked defense. Yeah, dude, those 
No, Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter, like two of the, like two of the highest ranked defensemen uh, in like the first round. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were able to get both of them is just scary. Both yeah. Georgia guys add to the already Georgia guys they have on defense, like mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Davis. Like they're they're just turning into Athens part two down in Philly. Yeah, it's going to be like you're going to have those two defenses in the NFC, the 49ers and the Eagles, and then you're going to have all the AFC and then the rest of the NFC. Yeah. That's the That's way it's going to shake out, I feel. Um, crazy. That being said, though, the Eagles made two trades in the last two years during the draft, so will they do it again? Will they what? go three for three? What do you mean? They made a trade for A.J. Brown and then a trade for DeAndre Swift. So next oh. year they got to make another trade during oh. the draft. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I get you mean now for um, some like big name player, you know. <laughs> yeah, they'll have to go for someone on defense next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I have for the draft, though. Unless you had anything you wanted to toss in there. Um, actually, going back, to, can I double back to the Steelers real quick? Nick yeah. Herbig, I forgot to mention this. Um, brother, brothers, we just signed the free agency. It was a lineman we signed, Nate Herbig. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's he's a uh, he's a, his brother's on the Steelers already, and there's some cool videos coming out about it because they're like at a family watch party, and they're just like loving it because they're brothers, obviously. And then um, the other guy, Keanu from Wisconsin, I think is gonna be a beast. Yeah, I like I like the ads to the line yeah. for sure. Yeah, Both sides I, of the I, ball. I think I read. I mean, every draft grade thing I read said the Steelers and Eagles had the best draft out of anybody. Like I've read multiples that have the really? Steelers, Steelers and Eagles both being like the best draft. I mean, the Bengals are up there too, but like, like the very first one I read, I didn't was, really hear much about the Bengals draft, but Steelers okay, or the score, and it was like the Steelers had the best draft besides the Eagles in the league, and they definitely had an A plus. Like everyone's giving this A to A plus. Okay. Yeah, so okay. I think it's perfect. The con artist. The con artist did. Uh, other offseason moves though. Um, this past week, we had uh, the Jets and wide receiver Randall Cobb agree to a one-year deal, reuniting him with Aaron Rodgers. The Chiefs, they're not expected to exercise the 50-year option for running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, which I think makes him a free agent next year, or like a restricted free agent type deal. I can look it up. Then uh, the Packers and quarterback Jordan Love agreed to terms on a one-year extension through 2024. Smart move, I guess, you know, that way you can uh, get another year out of him if he pans out like they're saying he will. Uh, And then the Bills signed uh, running back Latavius Murray to a one-year deal since the team passed on running backs in the draft. Yeah. I don't know. Latavius Murray, I feel like like we need to be just done with him. He's, yeah, he's been around forever. And I feel like he hasn't done much recently, but he keeps getting a job. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I so he, he has he's good for one, like oh yeah, Latavius Murray's a thing, like game a year. Yeah, he's just he's just a name guy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a oh he he'll get like one one hundred yard rushing, like maybe two touchdown mm-hmm. game a year. Yeah. It's so people know yeah. who he is, but then nothing else. Like he's a guy I I don't know if it's a stat or not, but I bet Latavius Murray's everyone. I was like, that's like the number one like rostered like backup running back in the league. I think like everyone every league has a guy who just keeps Latavius Murray just in case on his bench. Mm-hmm. Or that for that one game when everyone gets hurt in front of him. 
Um, then the only other two things I had for NFL, uh, running back Gia Bernard announced his retirement after 10 seasons in the NFL. Kind of another guy, like if Gia Bernard got another job, I would have been like, why? Like, yeah, so exactly. Uh, and then the last thing I had, this was breaking today. Jackson Mahomes has been arrested on suspicion of aggravated sexual battery. Makes total sense. The guy's a creepy dude. Did you, did you see the video? Oh, there's a video? Well, so it came out a while ago. And I'm pretty sure it's, it, this is the same case. But there's like a video of him like at a bar, like grabbing like the manager by the waist, trying to kiss her. You know what? Actually, you might have showed me this before. Yeah. The, the, it like leaked like a couple months ago. And this is that from that case, I'm pretty sure. That's interesting. It took this much time for it to come out and circulate. I, at least I think so. Because I don't. I don't know. I think I just read that on Twitter mm-hmm. that that was like from that case, but it's it's very bad video, damning video. Yeah, damaging to the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Um, but that's all I have for NFL. Anything you want to toss in? No. All right. Let's take it over to NBA. You. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. All right, NBA playoffs. Yeah, it, these playoffs are insane, dude. Wild. I, I I wouldn't have guessed it. I wouldn't have guessed it, but it, I'm glad it's turning out this way. Yeah, I know this is this is a very fun playoffs. It's fun to watch almost every single game. Um, I Cody Farkas, our my buddy, was texting me earlier today. He said this is probably the best playoffs since 2018. He said, but I'm trying to think back to 2018, and that's that was like a the second warrior back to back with KD, so I don't know. That wasn't that fun. Well, back then, like when LeBron was on like the Cavs and shit, the East was so bad. Every single so time. bad. Every single year. The East was just like abysmal because it would pretty much be who's gonna play LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And those in those Hawks teams, we would always play them always got swept by them. Yeah, always like the Kyle Cooper, sweeps uh, to LeBron. Yeah, every single yeah. time. Orford uh, Jeff Teague, like that whole team, <laughs> they would always have a great regular season, and he gets swept by LeBron and the Cavs every year. Mm-hmm. But no, it, yeah. they, these playoffs are—they—they've been insane. Obviously, we have two playing teams still, like still in it, which is wild. Um, but yeah, it's great. I was just gonna dive right into it. Um, mm-hmm. If I—I'm gonna go kind of series by series, uh, including wrapping up the ones that ended since the last episode. If I could move on to the next thing and you just want to chime something in that you, I didn't say, just feel free to. Right. Uh, first, Lakers versus Grizzlies. That wrapped up since the last pod. The Lakers wrecked the Grizzlies in game six, 125 to 85. Um, I know Dylan Brooks said he doesn't respect you until you drop 40 on him. So LeBron said dropping 40 on him. Like the Lakers as a whole dropped 40 on the Grizzlies and knocked them out of the playoffs. Like literally, they beat him by 40. Um, after the game, There'll be more Dylan Brooks stuff later, but after the game, uh, there's videos uh, of like fans from L.A. took of John Morant and Dylan Brooks walking to their car, like, to the garage. For Jaws video, they're singing like na 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 na, and like John ja Morant was like dancing along and smiling and laughing, like trying to play play that yeah. side of it, like oh you guys are funny, huh? like trying to be playful. And then Dylan Brooks, people were just like half people were like just like talking shit to him. The other half was like, "Keep your head up, DB." And it was just very funny, but it, it was just like a very like weird and cringy videos. Uh, 
LA is very, very common for that. But uh, especially Lakers fans. Are, are we going to talk more Dylan Brooks later, or is this about? We, it? I, know, I have him for later, but I was just going to say it right now instead, since we're talking about him already. Okay, gotcha. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies uh, informed for Dylan Brooks that they will not resign uh, the free agent this summer under any circumstances. The quote was under any circumstances. Um, so Dylan Brooks. So you're saying there's a chance? Yeah, no. Uh, like I, I think I heard someone make a point like. What if like everyone on the team retires? Like they're still not <laughs> like or like if like everyone just like retires early. Is Dylan Brooks is the only person still on the team that's like not retired? Are you gonna like sign him or no? Any any <laughs> uh, that's he's such a clown. Yeah, dude. It, he just brought so much bad press onto the team. Like just we like we when this series happened, I thought we'd be talking a lot more about John Morant. But all I heard from the Grizzlies side of the ball was just Dylan Brooks the entire time. That 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 brings up a good question. Like, who, which, who's more detrimental to the team this season? Was it John Morant missing those games in the regular season, or Dylan Brooks just like poking the bear and like being an asshole and not like playing well? I think it's Dylan Brooks just because they still Dylan made Brooks the too. what two seed. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Yeah, like, so like, you can't blame that on Ja, and Ja kind of like hasn't done anything since the strip club incident. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I blame more Dylan Brooks there, just because like anytime you poke LeBron James like that, that that's how it happens, you know. Like yeah, cause the teams that beat the Lakers don't chirp at them. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. And. If I was teammates of Dylan but Brooks, I don't know. there's a lot there's a lot of heat in this series. Um, but you know, if I was Dylan if I was like Dylan Brooks's teammate and uh I like we lose a game to LeBron and the Lakers because LeBron goes off and like Dylan Brooks is out here talking shit and then sucked all game, mm-hmm. I would that I'd be pissed. I'd be starting fights in the locker room. That'd be awful. Yeah, for sure. And, and for John sure. Morant's like, yeah, you, you don't see uh, your for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that, it was a fun series, though. It was fun to see LeBron ball out, AD ball out. Like it was like exactly what the Lakers wanted all year. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but that leads us to the other another series in the West that kind of sets up the next series, uh, the Warriors versus Kings. So that mm-hmm. went to seven games. In Game Six, uh, the Kings were able to handle the Warriors pretty easily, uh, and. A lot of people were thinking it's because of youth and energy and everything like that. Um, but that wasn't the case for Game 7. In Game 7, yeah. yes, Game 6 could have been the Kings, all Kings, because they're just a bunch of young guys running around. But Game 7 uh, was experience reigned over youth and energy because Steph Curry had a career-high 50 points uh Alongside shooting, uh, alongside the shooting at eight boards, six assists, and one steal, um, his 50 points passes KD for most points in a game seven in NBA history. Wow. Let me pull up. I have the list of what is. So Steph has the most points in a game seven with 50, then KD with 48, Dominique Wilkins in 88 at 47, Sam Jones at 47, and Luka Doncic at 46. Steph Curry had the most points in a. Playoff game, game seven. Wow. All right. All right. Also, uh, Steph Curry ties Carl Malone for most points in a playoff game for someone who's 35 years or older. Wait, for who? Uh, For 
any playoff game, people were 35 and older, most points in a playoff game. It's Steph and uh, Carl Malone. Wait, Steph's over 35? He is 35. Oh. Yeah. Jeez, I thought he was a little bit younger. I thought he was like 30. No, I mean, he's been in the league for like, what, 10, 11, 12 years, something like that. Um, let's see here. No, he, yeah, he, I mean, I guess, yeah, because the 2016 Warriors. Yeah. Fuck, I'm old, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of this rookie. I year. keep thinking, like, Steph Curry is this guy that just got, like, drafted a couple years ago. Yeah, no, he's, I mean, he's been around for a while. Um, He was drafted in 09, so I was off a couple Jeez, years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So he played some from 09 to now. That's, that's old. He's old. Sad. Um, also, another storyline coming out of Game 7 was that Sabonis apparently left the court early and did not shake hands with anyone on the Warriors. Draymond went on his podcast and was pissed about it, saying, quote, a lot of respect for Sabonis. You don't shake hands with a guy after you lose. I don't respect that. Um, I just wanted to remind everyone that this is the same man that he stomped on the chest of a couple games prior and was suspended for a game because of. Yeah, he's just saying like what the media wants to hear. Like he, he he's just loving it and making him feel and like making Draymond seem like a better person than Sabonis. Yeah, I I, I just need everyone to kind of remember, remind themselves like Draymond Green stomped on Sabonis' chest. If I was Sabonis, I would not shake his hand after the game. Yeah, either. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I lost a lot of respect for him. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. That leads us into the current series, Warriors versus Lakers, Steph versus LeBron. Um, the script writers for this NBA season know what they're doing. This mm. is a matchup everyone wanted to see. Um, just some like historical stats between this, these two. Steph is 15-8, and eight, uh, including the game one, uh, against LeBron in the postseason. Jeez. 15-8. and eight. Yeah, I mean, that's mainly because of the fucking... Uh, like Warriors dynasty with KD and everything like yeah but i mean honestly looking historically looking back at it, that that's not like KD's team it's it's all because of Steph they were winning look KD has not won without Steph yet Steph's won without KD that's fair that's Twice. fair and and Steph of game 7 like what all time performance by Steph like he's easily top 10 all time like he especially mm-hmm. His legacy is very much cemented as being like the best point guard ever. Um, yeah, but yeah, but regardless, I digress. I agree with you though. Like that was that Warriors team was so much better than the Cavs team, so it definitely mm-hmm. leaves a lopsided record for him. But Steph's just an all-time winner. But LeBron, so there's a lot of those games, especially those Cavs teams you're mentioning against his Warriors. LeBron had like carry the team because they had nobody. So his all-time uh, uh, stats against the Warriors. He averages 32.6 points, 11 and a half boards, and 9.1 assists in those 23 games. Almost a triple-double. Almost a triple, 30-point <laughs> triple-double. And <laughs> honestly, I'm pretty sure that number was higher before game one. Like, I'm pretty sure it was like 35 points or something like that. Because he oh, only wow. scored that much in game one. Um, actually, yes, he scored like 20, so I don't know. It might have not been I, that I had, it, I had it pulled up. 32.6, 11.5. 22 nine. points, 11 rebounds, four assists. Yeah, okay. So this, he might have had a triple-double after four assists. Yeah. He, he could have yeah, been around probably. that. Yeah, probably. But anyway, yeah, game one, Lakers won 117-112. to 112. As you're saying, LeBron had 22 points, 11 boards. Um, but 
he wasn't the sole reason they won. It's absolutely AD. He was so dominant. He had 30 points, 23 rebounds, five assists, four blocks. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and he, it's funny because I don't want to call out a buddy or not, but I was talking to one of my friends. I won't say the name before the Lakers game started. And he was kind of just saying like how AD is kind of a bum. And I said, no, he's not. He just wasn't healthy. Or it was like something like, uh, it's LeBron's team, not AD's. I'm like, well, LeBron always said AD is AD's team, not his. And look at the last one when they won is all AD. And that turned into what well, hasn't been AD's team since. I'm like, it's just because he's been hurt. Like, when he plays, he's really good. And then he goes out. And as soon as I say that, the game starts. And it's and he says, like, yeah, the AD show. Yeah, the AD show. So that, that was, like, perfect timing for me. I was like, the yeah, fact, yeah. AD good timing on the take. It was mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> um, the other big story really out of game one. From the Warriors' standpoint, is Jordan Poole's uh, missed three-pointer for like the game on the line. Nine seconds left. Uh, Steph passes it to him, and he just chucks up a three from really deep, and it's nowhere close. I mean, it's on an air ball, but it's it's like hard brick, a very hard brick. Dude, he was just There's, he was just a Brucey from the longest yard. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> There's there was so much time. There was no one on him. He could have stepped into it. Um, but he just got it and panicked and chucked it up. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just playoff and experience. You know? Yeah, but he, he has a ring. So he has someone. Jordan Poole does? Oh, yeah. Last oh, yeah, year. They did win. Yeah. They won last year. That's right. Man, I'm all yeah, fucked up. I thought the Bucks was, won last year. No, the Bucks won the year before that. Yeah. So I like, missed the whole year of NBA. He has Warriors Celtics last year. Gotcha. Uh Box Suns year before that. Lakers Heat year before that. Okay. Okay. Then Warriors Raptors year before that. Then Warriors Cavs year before that. And the year before that. And the year before that. Yeah. I forgot the year we're on that. All right. Um, yeah, so that's the Warriors Lakers series. Next, we're going to go to Suns Nuggets. Uh, so game one was all Nuggets. Jamal Murray scored 34 points, hitting six of Denver's 16 three-pointers. Joker dropped a 24.19 rebound, and Aaron Gordon dropped 23 himself. Um, dude, the Nuggets. Nuggets. Dude. Yeah. I mean, we were saying this, like, you know, earlier in the playoffs. Because uh, we were saying the Suns, like, they don't have that bench, and that's going to be their Achilles heel by the end of this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I picked, I think I picked the uh, what's it called, um, Suns in this series. But mm-hmm. I also was like very hesitant because I knew the Nuggets were. I mean, I've been hyping the Nuggets all year. I think they're the best team in the West. They they've been absolutely killing it. Um, and then game two, Joker, right after finding out he didn't win. No, this is what what day is this? That was Monday, I think. Um, he dropped thirty nine points, sixteen rebounds, five assists. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Suns, there's they're in a rough patch right now. I guess. Um, Chris Paul got hurt. He's probably gonna miss three games. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna be without Chris Paul. I don't know if that's gonna be that big of a difference, really. I mean, I think you need Chris Paul is gonna give you. I mean, Chris Paul is great. Don't get me wrong. He's definitely it's mm. it's nice to have Chris Paul, but it's not like you're losing KD or Devin Booker for three games. Like he's yeah. Yeah. Chris Paul's not gonna have the dominant performance you need to uh, to have against the Nuggets. 
the game's still winnable without Chris Paul, but I feel like the way he can control the court as a good point guard like he is, especially on a team like that with so many like great shooters and great position players, skill players, um, it's just nice to have that kind of like, you know, field of view for the point guard. That does, Somebody could step up, though, and do, you know, enough mm-hmm. to win a game, though. No, the way you said that was the best way to say it. Yeah, that's like kind of like what I what, what I wanted to say. Like, it, you can win without Chris Paul, but it really, really helps to have him. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. Um, but, yeah, I, I really don't have much for that series because it's just been so Nuggets heavy. Uh, so that's all I have. <laughs> um, let's go over to the East. Yeah, I, I'm loving the Nuggets, though. I'm loving that they're, like, pulling this out. They're looking good. They could... Uh, you know, depending on the Warriors-Lakers series, I think they could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I think so. I honestly think so. I, I think the like, Joker can actually. I, have a I think they have a better shot if they play the. Uh, I want to say if they play the Warriors. Well, you'll have Joker just completely dominate down low mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. And Jamal Murray is a pretty good defender. I, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I think that like, I, I think the Lakers like it could be a tough win. I think so too. I mean, I think they could beat either team, but I think yeah, I would rather. I think I'd rather have the Warriors because who's really gonna? I mean, Michael Porter Jr. on LeBron, I guess. I don't know. It's <laughs> like maybe it's, like it's tough. switch off a couple of times or something. Yeah, it's Maybe tough Aaron to match Gordon up even too. Yeah. Um. All right. Anything else on the West? No. Nah, no. Nah. All right. We'll take it over the East. Take it over the East. Boston beat Atlanta in Game Six. I did not watch because I didn't care. Yeah, me too. Because Boston was going to win. I think it was on at the same time during the draft, so I just didn't watch. I didn't not care. Yeah, yeah, it was the same day we were recording. We we're like, fuck it. Yeah, I remember checking at one point in the fourth quarter. The Hawks were up by like a little bit, but it was the Celtics were going to win that series, win that game. We all knew that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't really pay attention. But now it's Philly versus Boston. Uh, game one. No Joel Embiid. No problem. In Boston. The Sixers still going to win. Um, <laughs> it was all James Harden. He had 45 points. I think he nailed. Was it? seven threes like it's mm-hmm. like he just played unreal obviously Tyrese Maxey stepped up too um like it's just it was just a good team win for them uh the Celtics I don't really know what happened I mean J- Jason Tatum played a hell of a game he had 39 points 11 boards but no one else on his team decided to help him really that's kind of the story with that um but yeah they're Jimmy like it's it's just wild that they won without Joel Embiid that's huge for them it is crazy, but now Boston's up 33 to 26, um, playing pretty good basketball tonight. So it's huge to win that on the road, though, for Philly. And that could be like what makes this series, depending mm-hmm. on how the Philly games go. Um, personally, I'm pulling for Philly just because I hate Boston much more than Philly. I 100% agree with that. Um, I actually texted I Owen. Think- and I think both the Heat and Knicks have a better shot against Philly than Boston. Yeah, so I texted Owen about Philly, about the Sixers. I didn't include that last part. I 100% agree with that last part. I think I think uh, it, the Knicks and the Heat both match up way better with the Sixers and would rather see the Sixers than the Celtics. 
But mm-hmm. he, I was texting him. He texted me a couple of things about the playoffs, and I just replied like, "Just so you know, like you have me on your team here for because <laughs> even if I, I, I hopefully I, I be, we beat the Knicks, but regardless of who wins from the Heat Knicks, I re, I do not want Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. So mm-hmm. you have me this entire series as like a Philly fan, and he was like, "I if this rules were reversed, I would be a hundred percent a Heat fan with you. Like I hundred percent agree because I hate Philly. I hate the Sixers." But Boston's so much worse. I'd much rather see Philly win than Boston. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, do you have anything you want to add to this series? Joel Embiid, nah. MVP. I was gonna yeah, you called it. We can talk about it right now. Um, as my preseason prediction, first time I got a preseason award correct with the NBA. Um, nice. I wanted some money on it. Won like 150 bucks. That's cool. Well, yeah. It? Yeah, Joel Embiid. Uh, I one of the funny things uh, that's been kind of going around is uh, Joel Embiid's Twitter back in the day was awesome. He's still a pretty good Twitter. Um, He's calmed down started, a little bit. Yeah, but the reason I started liking him in the first place was because of his Twitter. Like when he was like asking Rihanna on a date and stuff, and that was so <laughs> funny. Um, but an old Twitter, an old tweet surfaced where it was he tweeted like future MVPs, and it was like him. And then it was like LeBron, Steph, Kobe. It's like uh, it's like uh, he just threw himself out there. Like before, I think before he even played, I'm like oh, I'm gonna be an MVP one day. And everyone like took it as a joke. And yeah, then, yeah. And then he did. <laughs> then, then when he won, everyone went back and found him. Um, yeah, good for him, man. He he, yeah. he needed one. Yeah, I also unfortunately I'm pretty sure with that tweet going viral, the top reply from back then was something like uh dude Kobe wanted to be breathing then oh <laughs> some dude oh. back then was like basically implying like he's not gonna be in the league anymore so like he's not gonna be an MVP but like the way he worded it was making it like he'd be dead by that point and that's now that it got resurfaced because of the MVP the top reply was just like dude Kobe, Kobe's gonna be dead by then oh that's tough like like it was like like some kind of like wording of that like uh he won't be breathing then that's tough that's tough for that guy. Yeah, you can't blame the guy, but it's like. And damn. I know it is because you can see tam- timestamp on it. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But that's just like unfortunate because since the Joel Embiid one came back, that reply came back too. Um, all right, anything else you want to add in? Now let's get to the series, dude. Yeah, the finale. The last, I saved the last, the best series for last. Mm-hmm. Um, the Heat versus Knicks. Game one, the Garden was rocking. I, I prepared statements for these ones. Okay. The, the Garden was rocking in game one, uh, but the Heat were able to come back and get in the dub early in the season, series. Julius Randle did, did miss game one with an ankle sprain. Um, Jimmy Butler had 25 points, 11 boards, but the real story was that he rolled his ankle uh, pretty bad in the last five minutes, but he didn't want to miss the rest of the game, so he had to play through it, um, which he didn't really do much after he hurt his ankle. He just kind of was like a decoy out there. Uh, but yeah, so he was game time decision going to game two. And then last night was game two. Jimmy did in fact miss it. I'm pretty sure that he said, uh, that he wanted to play, but the doctors were like, you probably shouldn't play. So Spolster didn't play. <laughs> Jimmy, you can't play. <laughs> yeah. He's like, why can't I play? It's like, cause it's, you have a sprained ankle, man. So like he, he wanted to play. He told the team and the doctors he wanted to play, but Spolster and the doctors decided it's best just to sit this one out. Yeah, um, and, and, and you know, Randall missed game one. Butler missed game two. 
Yeah, exactly. We're yeah, kind it's, of it's cool. the series with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Randall missed, we won, uh, we won. Whenever Butler missed, you won. So it's kind of even out still. Uh, yeah, if they were down, if like the Heat was down 2-0, I'd give them more credibility there. Yeah. Well, so the Knicks won last night 111-105. Everyone from, everyone from the Knicks played well. Jalen Brunson scored 30. RJ had 16 points in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's pretty, he finished with 24, but still, that's a lot for the first quarter. Randall played, as you mentioned, 25 points, 11 boards. And Josh Hart had a pretty good game, scoring 14 points, 11 boards, and 9 assists. Also, for the Knicks, shout out Scott Foster, the ref. Mm. Totally, totally helping on the Knicks there. I mean, you know, those things happen. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, you know, he's terrible, fire him. Because it got the Knicks a win. But... <laughs> You know, it is what it is. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, games like that happen, and we lost by six. So I know some of us probably near the end fouling and stuff, but uh, the big missed call there that we were referring to that people were, a lot of Heat fans are getting mad about is they called a shot clock violation after it hit the rim, and it did hit the rim. It definitely hit the rim, and if they would have let it go, Gabe Vincent had a rebound and an easy layup, and then we would have been up by like four or something like that at that point. Mm-hmm. Or something. Like, it was it was very pretty, pretty crucial basket. But regardless, I didn't expect to win last night anyways. No Jimmy Butler. Uh but the Knicks, I mean, the Knicks played very well. Randall had a really good game after missing game one. So that's exactly what you needed. Especially mm-hmm. for those home fans. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's a series at the end of the day, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I mean, same thing with the Sixers. <clears throat> like it's good when you play in tough environments to play in like Boston and New York. And you're the underdog seed, like you're the, the lower seed. It's good to come in the first few games and at least win one. So even if the Sixers lose tonight, like how we lost last night, it's mm-hmm. still good stealing a home game. Yeah, like exactly. Uh, it could yeah. have been worse. Yeah, exactly. So I'm okay with. The, I, I'm not okay with the loss. I'd much rather have won. And I am pissed that that no call, that like bad call. But like it's not at the end of the day. It's like that was like kind of a lucky surprise without Jimmy Butler to have that, that close of a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where I want to get to this point. I'm going to put my soapbox out there. Uh, last week, you said Eric Sprolstra uh, was like the best coach in the league. And I humbly, as a humble Heat fan and myself, I said, no, Pop and Steve Kerr are up there too. I can't just say he's number one in the league or whatever. I, after, after last night's game, I'm here and I'm re- taking back what I said, and Eric Spolstra is 1,000% <laughs> the best coach in the league right now. Um, last night, we had 74 points from undrafted players. Yeah. Like, no, he uh, knows how to use people, like, immensely. Exactly. Like, you, we don't have a good team. We have mm-hmm. a team that works, and Spolstra finds a way to work it, and we play good. But realistically, outside of Bam and Jimmy, like, the rest of our team are just, like, Kyle Lauer, maybe he's like washed up. Like him and Kevin Love are washed up, kind of. Mm. Like we just, he knows how to get the best out of his guys. So, like I said, he, he got 74. We got 74 points from undrafted guys last night. Gabe Vincent had 21. Caleb Martin had 22. Max Struess had 17. And Duncan Robinson had nine. And Hosh Smith had five. So that's where he gets a 74 from. Jeez. But like <laughs> between Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent, dude, they were like, uh, like a, the, a really good playoff game. They had both had a really good playoff game last night, and they're undrafted guys mm-hmm. who shouldn't be this good, but Spolster just knows how to use it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean, dude. That's what I mean. 
Spolstra, he's the guy. I mean, I think the arguments, you could say the pop is better, but I, I think it's Spolstra. But but pop hasn't done anything like in the last <clears throat> many years. I, I think it's a lack of caring. Yeah, I that's definitely don't think he cares anymore. So like, that's why he's not the best coach anymore. And Steve Kerr, yeah, I mean, he's great. But like the seasons when Steph misses, they're just completely out of it. Yeah. Like, like if Jimmy missed like a, a entire season, I, we'd still probably be like fighting in the playoffs. I mean, la- last year you guys were. What? Weren't you guys in the playing games last year? No, we were number one seed last year. We made it to the Eastern Conference. Oh, was Jimmy Hurt like most seven. of the year? No. That's this year. Oh. What's the season we're in right now. We're we're eight seed right now. Oh yeah, yeah. My <laughs> and he was hurt. Like I said, I'm all it, messed up between these two seasons. This last year we were the number one seed in the East. March our way to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost in Game Seven to the Celtics on Memorial Day, and <laughs> and I. Uh, I love how you throw that in there. <laughs> I, I was pretty drunk that day, but they're like literally it was so bullshit. They they called a Max Drews three back. Like five minutes after it happened, because they say he stepped out of bounds, and every single replay angle, whatever, clearly shows he never stepped out of bounds. So they just took three points away from us down the stretch in crunch time where we could have won. It was such bullshit. Yeah, it was such bullshit. Um, yeah, no, that's this year. This year we're eight. we're only. In the, I think we're the only reason we're an eight seed in the playing game was because of all the injuries we had. Like all season, we had like big like guys like Bam and Jimmy missed significant time and like. At different times, so like it was, we were just kind of screwed for a lot of the season. I mean, I think outside of the Nuggets, the Heat were the best team. Like when healthy, overall team. Yeah, yeah, like overall team. Yeah, every every other every other team. I mean, I'd say like the Knicks is a team like that too. It's not just like one guy carrying the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, the Knicks, the Knicks are up there, but I don't think they're as high as the Heat and Nuggets though. Yeah, I, I think the Knicks this season statistically are better than the Heat, but I think it's like I said, a lot of people were hurt all year. Exactly. Um, yeah. But the Knicks, I mean, like like I mentioned, like the game one stats, like you got pr- uh, production from all the guys you need to get production from. Like you got twenty five and eleven from Julius Randle, you had thirty from Brunson, you had yeah. twenty four from RJ. Like that's exactly what you need to score. And then you have Josh Hart, who you shouldn't have to really depend on, and he's out here almost getting triple doubles in the playoffs. Like he's he played very well. Exactly, exactly. And I think the mm-hmm. Knicks, Thibodeau's not a great coach, but he is such a he. It, they, you guys have just so much depth. It's kind of like the reverse bolster. You guys have so many good like players, like overall that like that just work better. Even though it's not you don't have a great coach. It's bolster. We don't mm-hmm. have them players. We just have a good coach and they work. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah, you think it's going to go to seven? I think it depends. I think it depends on what happens if Jimmy plays next game or not. True, yeah. yeah I the think, ankle I think, injury. I think if if we split these games, then absolutely it's going to go to seven. If we're two and mm-hmm. two after leaving Miami, it's 100% going to seven. No one's going to win two straight. But if somehow we win both games and it's 3-1, then I don't think it's going to seven. Or somehow you guys win both these games, it's definitely not going to seven. If you just like literally just take away our board, so really depends what happens the next two games. But I think it could go to seven. I think if okay, so I I broke it down like this too. So game one, you guys didn't have Randall, we won by seven. Game two, we didn't have Butler, you guys won by six. 
we both miss our best player. You combine the series, it's only a one point difference. Like it's it's we're very even. These two teams are very even. Would you like to add anything else? Guy. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> so would you like to add anything? I'm having some issues right now. Would you My like internet's being a Huh? Would you like to add anything else to the Heat Knicks? No, my internet like just bugged out, dude. I know, I I, I know. I we're still recording. Right. I'm still recording it though, so I'm just gonna try to. If, if you can hear me, then we're just gonna keep going. No, I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So nothing else to the next next Heat game. Nah, series. go next. Uh, go Heat. All right. There's three more headlines that I didn't already mention. One, the Raptors are eyeing up Becky Hammond. They might have yeah. just said that. I don't know if it's actually gonna happen or not. But I hope it happens. I hope it she happens. Deserves. I think she deserves a head coach job for sure. She's she'd be great. Um, two, Kevin Durant had a lifetime deal with Nike. Uh, the price tag isn't public yet or anything like that. At least I didn't see so see it. But his last deal that ends in 2024 was a 10 year, 300 million dollar deal. So Jesus. I can't imagine how big it's gonna be for a lifetime deal. If it's 300 million for 10. Yeah, I don't know. That's the is that the only lifetime deal you think KD can commit to? Yeah, what if he doesn't though? It'd be funny. What if like <laughs> what if like a year or two from now you see him like walk around in Adidas? I'm opt out. <laughs> he's an opt out. He's he's gonna demand a trade to his contract to Adidas. <laughs> yeah. I want to go to Adidas. <laughs> Send me to Adidas now. Um, and the last one, we have, we have to free our boy. Yeah, JJJ. Yeah, JJJ tweets, quote, Memphis, I'm forever grateful. Some people were thinking this is a cryptic way of saying he wants out. We got to free our boy. I don't think it is, but if it's any, like, ounce of truth that he might want out, we got to go for our boy. Yeah, the Knicks should go get him. One of our teams got to go get him. Yeah, I mean... It'll probably be the Knicks and the Heat in the conversation. The Mavericks? Mavericks, yeah. I don't the know usual suspects. The usual suspects. Warriors? If Draymond leaves, they replace him with JJJ. That's not bad. That's not bad. That ain't bad. That ain't bad. But all right, do you have anything else you want to add to NBA? Nah, nah, I'm Gucci. All right, well, let's take it over to pop culture. Yeah. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom, you looking for this? All right. Let's get into some pop culture. Pop, yeah. pop, 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 pop. So we're recording a little bit earlier because we're going we're gonna to be seeing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 tomorrow in theaters. So we'll have a full review on that next week. If you want it spoiled for you, text me. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> I've been I've been joking with Dan that I was gonna sp- I'm gonna spoil it for him. <laughs> he said, what dude, it, "Don't." He said, "That's what, all. I, that's the only Marvel movie I'm looking forward to anymore. Please don't ruin <laughs> it for me." And I just keep telling him, "Like, if you get a call from me from like, at like 9 p.m. on Thursday night, then don't answer if you don't want spoiled." So I'm actually like, when I leave the theater, I'm gonna call him as a joke. What um? What are your expectations? Things gonna be great. Everything I've been seeing, it's it's really good. So I'm, I hope so. My expectations are so high that 
I'm afraid, honestly, it might be too high. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because I think this is going to be, like, a top five MCU movie. What's, like, a dream situation for you? Like, what happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, you know what's crazy? I really don't know what happens. Like, I have no idea. That's why I think my expectations are so high. Mm-hmm. Like, these trailers, yeah, you can kind of piece together some stuff. But, like, I really don't know what the plot of this movie is going to be. And which I I love that trailers give too much away anymore. Yeah, they really do. There's a lot of trailers. I feel like you can sit there and throw out the trailer, scope, scope out exactly what the story is going to be. Here, I just know who the villain is, that we're going to look heavy into Rocket's origin. Mm-hmm. That's all I really know. Like that's like which is awesome. And Adam Warlock. And Adam Warlock, but that's from the last movie teased. So like. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it hasn't really gave away. I really don't know what they're gonna be doing with the high evolutionary. Like why are they going after him? We have no idea what that whole conflict's gonna be. It's awesome. I love it. I feel like I have a general idea. But I don't know. I'm excited though. I'm excited. I hope I, I, I was saying to um uh, to my one friend though, if this movie isn't great. I might be out on the MCU for a little bit. Well, Dan was saying he's going to be out on the MCU forever after this movie, regardless. He said he should have. He said he should have ended it after Endgame. He didn't. So he said he sees the Guardians three as the next off ramp off. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And so he says he's going to watch this movie and call it quits. Yeah, like there's some movie like I'll probably see like. The new Spider-Man when that drops out. Like, uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Well, that's on MCU, but yeah, I'm definitely going to see that. I want to see that. But, like, any new, like, Spider-Man movies, I'll probably go check that out. Like, the uh, Spider-Man 4, whenever that's announced. Like, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, I'll probably see. But, like, unless it's, like, something like that, I might not go see it at all. I might just, like, stream it before I go see the next movie. I don't think I'm going to see the Marvels. Yeah, I'll, but if this movie's very, very good, I, I'll probably stick with it. Well, I think the one next one after the Marvels will be Captain America New World Order, which I'm excited for that. I am excited for that, too. Yeah. All right. But the Marvels, I, I don't know about that. Um, next up for movies, we had a new trailer drop today. Dune, part two, part two. Dune part 10. Dan. Um, Dan. So I don't really know much about the Dune story. I mean, there, I feel like it's been forever since I saw the first one. I really watched the first one. That's all I was thinking during that trailer. Because, yeah, like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I just know there's these bald people and there's spice runners. And something with blue eyes makes you, like... I don't know, special people, or something. The people with the blue eyes are the ones who live out in this in the dunes. In the dunes, okay. I forget. I had Zandaya and uh, the guy from Skyfall. What's his name? The actor, the older guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. those two were like a part of like the tribe of people who live out there. But yeah, and I just you don't get them till the end. And, and Austin Butler looks very creepy as a bald guy. Very creepy. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to see Florence Pugh in this movie. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, I'll probably check this out. Uh, 
I, yeah. I just I feel like it's getting way too overhyped, but that's just my personal preference. I feel the first one was streamed, right? The first one, it was like when HBO Max had those deals. It was like you can go see it in theaters or you can stream it. Yeah, like, stream it, was, it for it, like so many days. Yeah, yeah, and, or see it in theaters. Which I, I like streamed that. it. I streamed it too because I didn't know I was gonna like it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have a friend who actually streamed it and then loved it so much that he went and saw it in the theaters because he's like, this is was so awesome on my laptop. I can't imagine what it's like in the theater. So he went and watched it in the theater and it was like he said it was awesome. So cool. yeah. Alright. Um I don't know. Anything else from that trailer though? No. Oh, yes. Actually, um, kind of going off of what I just said about the Guardians 3, how it didn't really give much away. And this isn't like probably much plot, but I did not like how they just included an entire ass scene of Timothy Chalamet riding that thing. Yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. That's a, that was such a really cool scene. And that's awesome that's in the trailer. You get to see it now. But imagine that seeing that for like the first time in the movie. I was like, that's a, that looked awesome. I'm sure it's, based it's off much like the more... first movie, I feel like that's going to be the only cool thing, like action wise. Well, I think the first movie was not a lot of action. This movie's gonna be a lot of action, like a shit ton of action. I hope sure. so, and that could mean that the yeah. worm scene's okay to put in the trailer. Yeah, because it, it's gonna be so much action in this movie compared to the mm-hmm. first. Gotcha. Because gotcha. the first is a lot of world building, like figure out political who, setup. Yeah, figure out who these people are. Then when mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac dies, it, that's when shit hits the fan in the first yeah. movie. So, yeah. All right. All right. Um, next up, the Writers Guild is going to be going on strike. I, I think it actually already happened. They're already on strike. Yeah, they are. Last time this happened was in the late 2000s, and TV and movies sucked for like mm-hmm. two or three years. It was bad. Mm-hmm. So it's like the replacement refs in the NFL. It's just, it's just going to be bad network TV for like a couple of years at least. There's a lot of. If you go back and look, there's so many like shows worse seasons or during this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like The Office um was around that time. It was it was that was like the shortest season of The Office. It was like season four, like twelve episodes. Wasn't that, that was... 70 show around that time too? What when was it? First one? Uh, I was like 2008, I think. Uh, no, I think that 70s show ended around 2006, seven. It started in uh, 98, 99, and it went eight seasons. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, but still. Yeah. Then uh, Rob Delaney was casted for Deadpool 3 to return his character, uh, Peter. Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one. Ryan Reynolds like tweeted at him whenever it got announced. Like Snuggle Bear or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he called him in the movie. <laughs> uh, what did he call him? I think, I think that was it. I thought it was like Gare Bear, but he was not named Gary, he's like Peter. So I don't know why I thought Gare Bear. Gare Bear. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, then they announced that they're going to be moving forward with the Dodgeball 2 movie. Vince Vaughn's going to be returning for it. I'm not looking forward to this, but... Hopefully it works out. I just, I'm worried. <laughs> my my buddy Grim uh, sent me this when they got announced because he said like when I think of Dodgeball, I think of you because it's like my favorite movie. And he wanted mm-hmm. to see what I think, 
and I am I'm gonna watch it whenever it comes out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I have high hopes? Probably not. But everyone's returning, so like it could be great. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think dodgeball. I think all the actors still have the same type of comedy style and could definitely deliver some of the lines effectively. But I don't know any any comedy that gets rebooted after so much time. It's just been very unsuccessful. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's bad track record. Even though each time it's like, but I love this movie. It has a chance. Mm-hmm. Like with mm-hmm. Dodgeball, like yeah, I love Dodgeball so much. So like, yeah. I want to give it a chance, but it's probably not gonna be good. Like Super Troopers too. Anchorman yeah. 2, Zoolander 2. Yeah, it's so bad. It's all it's flops. Awful. Um, and Dumb then, and Dumber 2. Can't uh, forget that. Dumb and, wait, Dumber two. Dumber and Dumber 2. Oh, yeah, that one. That was, like, very bad. That was, like, a negative 10 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> or at least it should have been. Uh, the last thing I had, though, it looks like there's some big-time rumors circulating that the MCU has offered the Fantastic Four role of uh, Sue Storm to Margot Robbie. I doubt. I I don't. I you probably can't because she's Harley Quinn. Like, she probably has a contract with Warner Brothers. Oh, they've done that before. But like, like a flagship character like that? I don't know. Um, I feel like you can. I feel like it's not like a big problem. As long as the movie schedules don't conflict. And like, what's DC really doing with Harley Quinn? Yeah, I mean, definitely. But I just feel like with a lot of like flagship characters for certain things like that, and it probably has a contract clause saying like, no, you can't work for the competitor. But I don't know. I think she'd be good to Harley Quinn. I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things I'd worry about because, like, is she really going to commit to the role for a long time? Yeah, I'd rather have, like, a lesser-known person play. Give me a bunch of no-names. Yeah, and then let them grow into actors and actresses mm-hmm. during it. Like, yeah, I'd exactly. much rather have exactly. that than have, like, a very distracting, star-studded cast. And if Margot Robbie's the first one to drop, I can't even imagine seeing the rest of the cast. And then it's just going to be, like, a... Or get somebody who's, like, down-on-their-luck acting gig. And bring him back with this movie. Like Robert Downey. Like, give me Brendan Fraser for The Thing. Be awesome. That'd be kind of cool. Jason Siegel. <laughs> I love those rumors when it was a thing, because it'd be so funny. Yeah, that was a weird rumor going around. <laughs> it's so odd. <laughs> yeah. Just going from, like, that one bald guy in the 2000s to the younger dude in the shitty remake to yeah. Jason Siegel. <laughs> just yeah. a weird pro- progression. Michael Chiklis <laughs> and I forget. Michael Chiklis, yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, that's that's, uh, that's that'd be so funny. Um, um I still love the one the number one uh casting I that I saw I love still is I would love to see Glenn Howerton in either uh uh, uh Doctor Doom. Uh, he'd be so cool with Doctor Doom. He would be cool with Doctor Doom. Or uh uh, Reed Richards. I'd say make him Doctor Doom. I think he'd be good Doctor Doom. Make D Sue Storm. <laughs> Char- Frank. Uh, Danny yeah, I was gonna say Danny the thing. thing. Yeah, Danny DeVito's the thing. And then I don't know if you do Rob McElroy or whatever the hell his name is. McElhaney. Yeah, you Mac- have McElhaney or Charlie Day as Human Torch or Mister Fantastic. You- 
you have to go Charlie as Human Torch, and then that way Rob and Caitlin, like or D and Mac, are like actually married in real life. So we can make them Sue Storm and Reed Richards. And he could probably pull it off well. Yeah. Be funny. That'd be hilarious. It'd be awesome. It'd be what if awesome. Like, they started the Fantastic Four movie like an Always Sunny episode? <laughs> like... The gang goes to space. <laughs> What's the worst thing that could happen in space? It's like the gang goes to space. Like the worst the thing that happened get... to the gang in space. The gang gets like tainted with radioactive space rocks in space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But that's all I have for movies. Anything you want to toss in? Yeah, uh, I saw a trailer for a Taekwa TT movie about uh, America Samoa soccer team. Oh, yeah, with uh, Michael oh, Fastest of Bass. Bass, Bass Bender. Yeah, Michael Fastest. Bender, Elizabeth Moss from uh, Handmaid's Tale. Um, there's so many other. Uh, Will Arnett is in it. So, like, it's it's about a true story about the American Samoa soccer team. They lost 31 to nothing to Australia. That's like the biggest loss in soccer history. And it's basically saying like Michael Fassbender's character is like a coach who got disgraced from his club. And now he is, has to go and coach this American Samoa team that just lost 31, nothing. And it's like what So you definitely get some take what humor in the trailer. The trailer looks awesome. It's called deck school wins, but I am hearing nothing but bad things about it other than that. Like every when I saw the trailer, I started looking into it more. This was filmed in 2019. It hasn't been released yet because they've just been working on it because like we have to figure out how to like save this movie. And everyone who like had an early screener said it's like one of the worst movies they've ever seen in their lives. And but like the trailer looks so good. And I really want to see it because the trailer looks so good. And I'm hoping that it took four years and they actually Taekwon T like fixed it up a bit. But I wonder how I you become know. a movie screener. I think he's going to start review movies. He's going to start like becoming a movie reviewer guy because then that those who get the early screeners are like people who do stuff like that. Yeah, I need to do that shit. That'd be yeah. awesome just to see that movie. Yeah, because like, no, this sucks. They like to give yeah, people who give reviews on it so they can get people hyped for the movie. Like all the uh, in the trailers, like best movie ever. This is awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Best movie fall, whatever. Those are all the people who do the early screener reviews. Gotcha. Yeah, we need to get we need to get credentialed. Yeah, we do. We need that. We need that. Um, we'll take it over TV then. Um, after taking on the, a, a new role in the season of American Horror Story, um, Kim Kardashian is going to be taking acting lessons. This is American Horror Story? Yeah, American Horror Story. They got Kim Kardashian for it. And I guess she now she's going to be doing acting classes. So number one, who in the fuck hires somebody with no, like, not even taking an acting class for a role in a show. It's yeah. just such a publicity stunt. Yeah. And then furthermore, imagine having to be the person that has to teach acting to Kim Kardashian. That's going to be, like, the worst thing ever. Yeah. Or awesome. <laughs> or awesome because the one last time she did acting, she was on SNL and she banged Pete Davidson. Fair. That's so fair if you're point. an acting coach, it's like, wow, if you acted Kim K, she's banging. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, though, she would just be, like, terrible. Yeah. And just, like, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't get paid enough for the shit. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, she, she's going to be so bad. I wonder what, it's probably just, like, a glorified cameo. If that's what it is, that's fine. 
but if it's anything with like serious character roles, then I don't know. <laughs> if she's in more than one episode, that's bad luck. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of SNL, though, SNL is getting a behind the scenes movie of the chaos leading into the first episode back in 1975. What does behind the scenes movie mean? Is it like a documentary or is it I, like a. I don't know. Is it like a biopic of like creating SNL? That would be awesome. I, w- but I, I think it's that. more of like a documentary. I'm fine with both. I mean, I'm going to watch either probably because I, I feel SNL. like the biopic could be sick. I think it'd be so sweet. Like recasting some of those older comedians would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I- I'd fuck with it. I think you could do a really good job with something like that. I think so, too. Yeah, the Lauren Michaels biopic. Mm-hmm. That'd be so sweet. Be cool. It'd be cool. I fuck with it. You get like John, somebody playing John Belushi. Yeah. Literally, all those older mm-hmm. cast members would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I have for TV, Anthony Starr, who plays Homelander in The Boys, states that he filmed his quote most b- bizarre thing he's ever done in season four. Didn't he like drink breast milk? So I, I, so I think he did that. Then he also like milked the cow and drank the raw milk. Yeah. Then he jerked off on top of a skyscraper. Yeah, that's not bad. But that was before. And then the most recent thing he did was he got that fucking that hand job from Stormfront while she was all burnt up to a crisp. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Being a Nazi hand job from a (laughs) burnt piece of toast. (laughs) And he's like, this is the most bizarre thing I've done. Like, what could it be, dude? (laughs) I feel like there's another thing bizarre that we just never were forgetting. Fuck, I can't think of anything. I don't think he did anything during, like, the Herogasm episode. He just more fought Butcher and and, uh, the other one. That's probably it, then. All right. That's all I had for TV, though. Anything you want to toss in? Um, I watched the Dave episode of with the uh, the like the weird religious cult. Oh yeah, that was weird. Very weird. It was good. It was just very but, like the grandma scene. Oh, with the cat. That's I was very <laughs> uncomfortable watching that, but I thought it was very funny at the at the end. Whenever the brother is like, dude, I loved your song, White Dude. Me and me was <laughs> bumping that all summer. I was just dying. Dude, I guarantee that's like real fan interactions he has. That he's just like, ah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I guarantee. I mean, white dude, who was like, was like one of my favorite little Dicky songs. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I see like the irony in it, like exactly what he like was saying. The thing like actually matters. But like, there's definitely people who listen to that and like absolutely like, yeah, man, you're right. White dudes are awesome. <laughs> Remember when I played that in our class? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Intercultural communication. Like, we had to, like, mm-hmm. do our cultural identity. So I played White Dude by Little Dicky. <laughs> oh, God. And then, like, in Akko, our professor was a little uh, little woman from uh, Japan. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> I played White Dude by Little Dicky. It's awesome. Oh, God. All right. Um. Yeah, the new episode will be tonight, but I won't be able to watch it until tomorrow, so. Uh, for Dave, but all right, let's get into your jams of the week over music. Um, I got a few for you. I got Jack Harlow's new song, "They Don't Love It." 
good good upbeat tempo fuck with it definitely like a club kind of anthem um Elenium for your EDM songs of the week. Elenium dropped a. Oh, let's play this. Uh, Elenium dropped an album, and one of the songs on there has Avril Lavigne and Travis Barker on it. That's kind of cool. Ooh, that's that's sick. Cool. That's sick. That. Um, I don't know. There's another. Maybe Rex is doing some weird shit. She did did a song with Dolly Parton. It was it was okay, but she's kind of doing that a lot recently, like getting all these songs with these old old uh, musicians. From like mm-hmm. past generations, so. Um, but that's all I had. So I'm gonna give Jam of the Week to Eyes Wide Shut, Elenium, Abel Levine, and Travel Travis Barker. That's pretty sweet. But you can check that out on the Spotify playlist, Talking Dirty Jams, as well as the podcast there and on Apple Podcasts. Ryan, how about our closing statements? You you uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dairy J Sports. Um, Go like go listen to the podcast. Obviously you are, but go follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Kent's Brothers Painting four one two seven eight four one five seven seven. I want to get four one two seven eight four one five seven seven. Again, uh, four one two seven eight four one five seven seven. Um, all right, two chains line of the week. Well, I got, I got a bunch of good ones. I just re-upped recently. There's so many good really? ones. Really? Yeah. Um, this one, I'll do this one first. The turkey bags next to the digital scales. I act a donkey. They just don't know where to pin the tail. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. I have so many good ones right now. But All, all right. right. Good shit. All right. See you guys. Peace out. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. Got
Time.